0: Last episode, we talked about letting go of your expectations for your kids. Today, we are going to give you two actionable tips that can help you apply this every day. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages 4, 2, and 1. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an
1: English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, 8, 5, and 2. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Face palm for today is... For, for this week was I took my boys on my girls were gone and uh, I took my boys on an adventure in the mountains, which sounds like a high five, but <laughs> it's really not because I we were we were at this awesome place and they were throwing rocks in this little tiny creek and it was lovely, lovely lovely and I was like soaking it in, feeling like I was being present. but then um, we have this like these big decisions with our house coming up and like my I was just daydreaming about that and as i was doing that still watching them they literally there was like a thing of burrs somewhere around us i never even established where the bush was but <laughs> literally my five-year-old was covered in burrs not the kind of like hurt you but they like those little soft ones but they're hard to get out of clothes yeah i'm talking not even like i mean half of his shirt was literally not even a square inch not covered in burrs and we had the dog with us and she like had all of her paws like before Uh. we could even walk out i had to like pull out all these birds of her paws my you know two-year-old had them in his hair and so then i got them all (laughs) over my pants it was just one of those like it was so anyway it was way fun (laughs) it was a good thing but it was totally like a facepalm like why so many burrs <laughs> everywhere i mean seriously like his one shirt i don't even know if it's ever going to recover like it's still, no. which is fine that's why we, we go in the mountains to have those experiences and it's not a big deal it was fine like it wasn't like a terrible thing it was just like a oh, uh, lovely bomb. <laughs> like here's just 20 minutes of picking out burrs but totally uh, worth it i mean the time in the mountains was totally worth it so oh and getting him out of dog pots for oh I know I know and she was sweet about it again they weren't like the painful kind she was so nice but you could tell she's looking at me like can you please move these (laughs) so I can actually walk because I'm like
0: covered in burrs (laughs) oh dang it it okay so my high five is a gradual high five it's not completed (laughs) but I've been trying to focus on I we all have heard the parenting are really like whoever, whatever caregiver is at home, the analogy of being on the treadmill of you clean something up mm-hmm. and then there's another mess. So I've tried to really, I've tried to really focus on not, cause it is that, but not feeling like it is. Oh. Like separating from the feeling of the treadmill and just being more present with this is just life and I can be present even if the dishes are sitting in the sink mm. because I have the tendency to not be able to relax until things are the way I think they should be in that moment. And so slowly I'm getting off the treadmill. I feel like I've been able to separate from that feeling a little bit more than I ever have. So are you saying you're
1: changing your actions so that like, for example, when a toy comes out, you just put it right back away so it doesn't ever become a terrible treadmill. Or are you saying not that you're just saying, changing your mindset to accepting that that's how the, toy is at the moment
0: more acceptance yeah oh excellent yes. okay trying i'm 50
1: percent i'd say very nice my problem is i think i accept it t- too much <laughs> and then the afternoon comes and i'm like oh there's so much <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> that's true so we all have our That's
0: <laughs> true <laughs> our <laughs> i'll try to be more like you <laughs> yeah. we'll trade yeah i love it uh, okay so we have we get a lot of questions and comments and input from people that we love, and we've been trying to figure out what's the best way to incorporate it. Incorporate, wow, incorporate it <laughs> into the podcast. So we're gonna try to share these messages or answer questions um, on our episodes. So if you have questions or just something you want to share about this journey that we're on. Um, <clears throat> you can leave a review with question or, um, and thank you guys
1: for your awesome reviews. Seriously. Oh my gosh, makes we're me like, so happy. I just get on iTunes read and just read them. You guys are the best. Like I'm like overwhelmed with how it's, kind you guys are. Yes, thank you. Yes. So it means we a lot to us and we read them all. Yeah. We read them all. So regularly, actually more than once. Like I, <laughs> I feel like I like, know all your little screen
0: names. It's <laughs> so true. It's so true. Okay. So this, um, comment is from elisa and she sent this to us on instagram but she's she was responding to something that i was sharing about connecting with our kids and she said that for years i had a horrible horrible relationship with my mother until last year finally something clicked and she started making eye contact with me and started talking with me instead of at me i'm about to turn 24 and she's just now figuring it out but it's healing decades of heartache in both of us and we just thought that was so sweet and just, well, more than sweet, super relevant to everything we're talking about. And we're just so grateful she shared it with us. And the thing I love about that comment is that it's so hopeful for
1: anybody who's listening. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. Any changes you make towards unconditional love makes a <clears throat> huge difference. I mean, if you're 70 and your kid's 50, hmm there's still a lot of healing that can take place. It isn't too late. Like there's never such a thing as too late in parenting. We do what we can with the tools we have at the time we have them. And then as we get more tools and things, we learn other things as we learn better ways, we implement Mm -hmm. those and you can always find healing. So I love that because it's just so much hope,
0: you know, Yep.
1: anytime in life you can implement awesome Mm -hmm. things.
0: In fact, every single day I'm like the end of the day. And you do that a little better. And you can. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I a look at thing, just how, how my parenting has changed
1: <laughs> since my first was born. Mm-hmm. And and in fact, Renee Brown says this. She says um, she has a picture of her grandma pregnant with her mom. And she's smoking. Yeah. And she has the ashtray resting on her belly. <laughs> and she's like, I don't look at that picture and think, what is she doing? She's an idiot. Because mm-hmm. she didn't know it was bad at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought it was fine to smoke while you're pregnant. Yeah. So she's like. We just, as we don't judge our grandparents for not doing something they didn't know about, we don't judge ourselves for not doing something, you know, again, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, we do with the tools we have. So we also can use that same looking at yourself, Mm -hmm. looking at yourself, giving yourself a little bit of mercy in that sense. You know what I mean? Totally. So. Yep, exactly. Okay, well, I wanted to share something. So this, so again, we're talking about a concept that you guys know. I've been, I had been like wrestling about, and it's a deep enough concept that we wanted to take this episode to kind of um, talk about specific details about how it actually looks in real life. But I had an epiphany as I was really delving into the concept of expectations around our children, because just as a review, my issue with this is I always had perceived that having positive expectations for people makes them live up to those expectations. That was my understanding. And as I've reevaluated that understanding, I've actually realized that that's not the case. It's actually a lot of other factors that have made me in my own life in a positive way feel like what I thought was rising to expectations wasn't, it was actually feeling loved and feeling believed in that got me to that place. So again, just as a review, that's why I was kind of struggling with that concept Um, but it wasn't somebody expected me to do something and I felt like their love was conditional on that expectation. That is not positive. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about expectation, that's (coughs) what we're saying. But I had this epiphany as I was delving into this that really helped me even wrap my mind around it even more and get behind the whole concept that expectations that we attach our acceptance of somebody onto is just damaging to relationships. And that is... um, the work of Carol Dwick, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but she has a lot of great research about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And I mean, I bet a, a lot of you, if you pay attention to what's happening in your kids' schools, like a lot of teachers are talking about that. It's huge in education, how people learn. And growth mindset is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's It helps, it actually engages you and helps you initiate self-learning And it's the concept of being in the process. And again, this is, I'm not trying to, I'm just giving you a quick summary here. (laughs) But, um, but I mean, there's like all these amazing benefits. People are happier. People are more wholehearted, everything when they're in a growth mindset. And then there's the fixed mindset, which is just results oriented. Mm -hmm. I just want the A. I want the good on the test. You don't, you don't focus as much on actually enjoying learning or having ownership in the information. It's just, can I get this good grade? I'm just using grades as an example. And the studies have shown that actually it leads to perfectionism and difficult. I mean, like it's hard on emotions and all that kind of stuff. You're less resilient emotionally and all those kind of things. So it's like pretty research. I mean, the research has shown growth mindset, good fixed mindset, not so good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like the epiphany for me was... This is what we're talking about right now. When we're talking about expectations of our children, it literally is applying the concept of fixed mindset and growth mindset, but to the process of raising human beings. Mm -hmm. So now take that, take the, you know, so now we're going to take that great analogy and put it at kids. When we have an expectation, we have an expectation for my kid is going to do this, this, and this. They're going to act very respectful in this situation. Mm-hmm. They are going to, they are going to do good in school. Whatever, the, mm-hmm. whatever our expectations are, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's about that result. But when we can shift to the present moment and have it not be about expectations, but about our connecting relationship and setting limits around what we're hoping for. And also focusing on giving opportunities to hopefully help guide them in the direction, of course, that we're hoping for. Mm -hmm. But it totally changes the entire viewpoint to here we are in the process. It's about the process. It's about the connection. It's about the relationship. That's what it's about. And hopefully the results are going to be great. Mm -hmm. But when we attach to only the results, we're hurting the relationship along the way, which ironically also hurts the results but mm-hmm. you know what i mean like for some yes. reason it was like this like mind blown yes totally. it's just a, all it is is a growth mindset but for raising humans yeah that and and it is a process because if we just spend our whole life just hoping for some result at the end guess what raising kids is not a fast process no that means we're postponing our <laughs> own happiness for a really long time yeah you know what i mean yeah so it is all about the process the daily process like the little mm-hmm. things every day that's what we're in and which brings us all back to awareness and presence and connection (laughs) which is what it's all about you know anyway for some reason it was like a huge thing for me and so I was hoping I don't know if any of you are struggling with the whole concept of releasing expectations and control that helped me a lot
0: yeah and I think that applies also if you can apply it to yourself so for me with like cooking and finishing meals or um like getting out of the house for the day i I feel like I used to be much more like, let's just get this thing done. I if I just do it, so much easier and faster because I already know. And or let me just put your clothes on because oh, you're taking forever. You put this shirt on backwards like sixteen times or whatever. <laughs> but if I get in the, if I get into the growth mindset, I can see that if I take a minute to let them learn how to do whatever it is, get dressed help me make something, then now I'm seeing with my oldest, you you reap the, you reap what you sow? You reap the benefits of it. Exactly. Yeah. So now, yeah, he's really good at getting dressed and he's fasting to he do it by himself and I don't have to mm-hmm. do it. But it took longer
1: before. Took longer. And you had to be present with it. Exactly. And also, as you were saying that, oh, this is another epiphany, this not only applies to our kids, but it applies to us as well. Right. Is it that our expectations for ourselves is that we are going to so again, I'm not saying these are bad things, but you're going to exercise every day mm-hmm. and um, eat this certain way and be perfectly patient with your kids all the time. Again, these are all great things. Mm-hmm. But is it that if, if we're in the growth mindset, if we are in presence, releasing actual expectation, setting goals, setting goals is a good thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and having intention for I want a healthy body. But... If it is, I accept myself. When we have the expectation of this, this is what I've defined means I have arrived and success in my current life. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that then we're not accepting ourselves, and it's it's totally results oriented. Yeah. So when you don't work out that morning, then the whole day you're like, I'm such a loser, and you start mm-hmm. negative self talk. And guess what? The result of that is that you're actually not as motivated later, and then you're gonna eat things that are unhealthy, and you're gonna anyway. Like it just Total. is like the spiral of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas if and, and that is totally the all or nothing mentality as well, which is a perfectionist thing, mm-hmm. which is an anxiety thing. See, all these things are connected. Mm-hmm. Like they're totally connected. I can see why fixed mindset is connected with anxiety and growth mindset is connected with emotional resilience. Because just like we're talking about the process with our kids, it's all about the process with ourselves as well and being mm-hmm. present in the present moment mm-hmm. and actually having that journey be okay. Yeah. So we're still doing our best. Are we setting again for me it's definitely like i set boundaries around the time where i want to do things but it isn't a matter of if that doesn't happen then i'm not accepting myself Mm -hmm. because that just leads to in the end Mm -hmm. not even doing the goal in the first place exactly it's like self-defeating you know what i'm saying does that make sense i don't know
0: yes totally i love that it's so true um so in order to let go of your expectations we wanted to zoom in a little bit and give you some actionable things you can do every single day that will help you do that and i think it all connects to releasing your control in those little moments um so our first tip for doing this is to observe observe what's going on sit silently with your kids and Shafali tos Tosbury, we decided um in her book that's how oprah says it sawberry okay. The T is is silent. I knew that wasn't right. (laughs) Sobbery. Silent T's. yes. Yes. She has this really cool thing that she does, and she says, just sit sit in silence with them without the need to fill the space with talking, which is hard for a lot of us. So just sit there and observe your your kids. So this is when it's not in a... there's not a struggle going on or you're not needing to discipline, but you're just sitting there in silence with them, observing them. And I don't know about anybody else, but that is hard because for me being at home, it's like, Oh, what do I need to do? Like I'm just sitting here looking at them. But I sense hearing her say that I've done that a few times and it's helped me get on their level, which is kind of our tip and kind of see the world through their their eyes. So then when you're in discipline mode, you can more easily see their side of the situation. So the tip is kind of a big tip, but sit with them in silence, observe them first when you're not in a discipline mode. And then when there is a power struggle, take the time to take that pause and see their side and why maybe they did what they did and why maybe you're triggered by what they did um, and I think this opens our heart to seeing seeing their misbehavior as, not really misbehavior, <laughs> as just their kidness. That's my favorite word to use. Um, and that'll help us detach from our need to control them in the situation. So I'm going to give an example. Um, the other night, we were getting ready for bed and bedtime is hard I think for everyone but we're all just tired and I'm just like I'm just done at bedtime (laughs) and so getting ready for bed we're trying to do the brush your teeth change into your jammies whole thing and Cohen grabs my phone and turns on like we will rock you or some like crazy Mm -hmm. loud song like we're in calm down mode classic yes and it's just jamming and our phone connects to our like speaker so it's like really loud and he is just freaking out dance party and he's so excited so like seriously in this moment it's, it was like in the movies where everything like it like everything stops <laughs> and is in slow motion and I'm just sitting there and like I'm no I'm bugged I'm like no we are not having a dance party everybody's calmed down and ready for bed but I had just read this book so my mind was in a good place and I It was in slow motion. I was like, oh my gosh. He, like I looked at his face and it was like light beaming out. He's so excited and I'm not saying promote getting all crazy and have a dance party every (laughs) night but if I took a second and I was in that present moment, I was like, oh my gosh. This is, he's trying to connect with us. This is so special for him. He knows we do dance parties all the time so he's, he has this connection. I love dance parties. My family loves dance parties. They're all here. Like, I'm just going to turn this on and we're going to do a dance party.
1: He thought it was a great idea.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. And had I had my adult agenda only, I would have really taken away that special moment. We had a dance party. It was like a minute of the song and everybody's laughing their heads off and had so much fun. And then we went to bed and it prolonged bedtime, maybe two minutes. Mm -hmm. I just didn't Mm -hmm. steal that moment Mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. So that just being able to see, and it doesn't mean... Yeah, you do exactly what they want to do all the time, but you can at least get in the zone to see it from Mm -hmm. their perspective
1: and be able to make that decision from a good place. Like that situation, you made the decision to go with it, and Mm -hmm. there are times where you know it may you might not. You may be actually needing to leave and you can't or whatever, Mm -hmm. but at least you're making it from a and they'll feel that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm yeah, yep. From a space of understanding. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm
0: Um and so another example I have I feel like examples are the best with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um again with Cohen my 4-year-old we were kicking a soccer ball around and he kept like grabbing the soccer ball and throwing it and holding it and so in my adult agenda I this sounds so silly but I was bugged. I was like no you stop the ball with your foot and then you kick it with your foot like how are you ever going to like play soccer at the collegiate level if you just keep grabbing this, soccer <laughs> You're picturing him at 18. Yes. You're going in the future, yes. picturing him exactly. picking it up with his hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And anyways, I got in the present moment. Again, I had just read this and I thought, why does it even, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter whatever he wants to do with a soccer ball. He's loving it. And if I turn it into that, he's not even going to want to kick the soccer ball with me. And that's what it's all about. We're spending time together.
1: Mm-hmm. So... And there's time as he gets older, whenever you feel, obviously, you can teach him the rules of soccer. Exactly. But you were saying at that moment, at that age, you weren't feeling like that was the time. Yes,
0: exactly. Excellent. Okay. So those are kind of a fun example, like more, not big deals. Um, I want to talk about this with meltdowns, tantrums, all of our favorite thing. (laughs) Um, So our kids are going to have tantrums and meltdowns all the time. And it's a really hard time to stay present because we get in this mode of, oh, what are people thinking? And this is so much emotion and stress and it's a lot. So I think this whole concept of being able to get at their level and be in the present moment with their meltdown is huge. So Shafali gives the example in her book of... um. Say we take our little kid on a special outing. So maybe it's a zoo and it's this fun day. You have to maybe drive a little bit further. It's kind of expensive. And we spend all this time with them all day. It's very stimulating for them. Very Mm -hmm. Mm stimulating. And we've had all this connection time. We've taken our whole day to do this thing that's just for them. It's so fun. You get back to the car and your kid has a giant meltdown. I don't wanna leave, I wanted the con candy, I'm so sad, I don't wanna get in the car seat, no freaking out, tantrum in the parking lot. So a lot of us, me included, all of us probably, have gotten in our adult mind in that moment and just felt, you're so ungrateful, I just took this whole day out of the way to do something that is only for you. We spent mm-hmm. all this money, like, you why be aren't happy. you so grateful and happy <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, if we are in that adult mind, it we go into the punishing, get in your car seat. We're never doing that again. Mode,
1: mm-hmm. which robs actually the whole day. Yeah, it actually robs the connection that you had just yeah. achieved earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've done that, and then you're like, "Why well, just ruin mm-hmm. that yeah. whole thing? Why did I even do that?" I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 19. if we can stay present, and from that space, you see that that was then. That whole day was amazing, and that. This tantrum is not changing all that connecting that you had the whole day. In fact, you can turn it into more connection if you mm-hmm. can accept their, their emotions and see this is right now and they're tired and they had a lot of sugar and they maybe skipped their nap and we had to drive a long way. You can see this is right now. All of that happened for them and all that connection was amazing and they loved every single second of it. But right now, they're not in a space to have that and this is right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, and that doesn't take away from the connection. And exactly. With the meltdowns, I think a lot of, for us parents, I think the pain around meltdowns has to do with how we connect it to our own ego. Mm-hmm. We think that it means something bad about our parenting when our kids have. So in that example, I mean, it's easy for us to look and say they're over, they're overstimulated. It's been fun, but they've been processing a lot. Mm-hmm. So it actually makes sense that they're going to have a meltdown sometimes. Um it's a, that's easy for us to say that sitting here in a right. little quiet room without our children right but when in the moment I think for most of us we have this it's almost like a I can I can like feel it right now as I'm talking about it <laughs> um when your kid starts to have a meltdown and it's like uh something's wrong with my me <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. that my kid is freaking out right now yeah you know what I mean yeah and it's almost like a dread like oh no is there anything I can do to stop this and that's mm-hmm. where and we've talked about this so much in the past I'm not gonna go over it again but that's where we resort to bribing and distraction and all those things, which just don't help because then the kid doesn't actually even get out the emotions. But if we can just, if we can just remember, so my, my invitation, well, you know, what I want to ask you guys to do is next time you're at the zoo and you leave and they have a meltdown or sometimes it happens when you're in the zoo and you're thinking we're at the zoo. Why are you having a meltdown here? Um, Just detach from, I think every adult, every parent in the history of the world has had kids meltdown. Mm-hmm. It just is something, it's how they process their really big emotions. So you can just detach from, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, And that's okay. And you don't have to make it about you and you don't have to do anything to like fix it. You just allow them the space. They may cry all the way home and it's fine. You know, what? put in your little earbud and listen yeah. to
2: something else yes. <laughs> while
1: Total. you're driving, whatever. Total. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I think that actually takes away so much of the pain. Once you realize it's not about you, it's okay. And mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from the, fun you had before you can take it away by making it about that Mm -hmm. but you don't have to totally and we actually had this wasn't a meltdown but i just want to show that this applies to older kids the this the this is that was then this is now concept we have um kids that we were you know we've paid for these lessons for them to learn for skiing and we were having conversation with them about what we're going to be doing next year next season you know we want and we've you know me and my husband are pretty united on we want it to be something that they love and only if they want to do it and if not we're happy just to ski as a family whatever but we found ourselves being like it was difficult to unattach from but we also have like paid a lot of money to get you to this point so uh, you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we would like it if you chose this but in the end, that actually isn't what we want. So I actually had to like, me and my husband actually had to talk about it. And it was like, just as a reminder, we didn't pay for them to learn this thing because we expect them that they have to then do this and this and this with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We paid for them to learn it because we love the mountains and we love skiing. And we want it to be an activity that we can do as a family. That's, that's actually our intention. Mm-hmm. The presence of connection on the mountain. So we can't hold the expectation that they're going to also want to continue lessons or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. So, but it was that temptation was there totally. with our yeah. older kids to be like, well, we did this. So therefore we think you should probably feel that. But yeah. if we use that, if we hang that over their heads mm-hmm. and say, well, we've paid for this. So therefore next year you should choose this way. That do you see how that's like damaging actually what we even did before? Let's just accept that that was then this is what we did. And it was great and they loved it. But if we're going to make a a decision that's different for next year, that's okay too. When we have our intention of connection, that's easy to see. When we're looking at as like a transaction or an expectation thing, we put this much in, we expect this much out, Mm -hmm. then it changes and it isn't good for connection. So I'm just saying that applies. There's no meltdowns, but you know, it's still, it's still the concept applies right there for older kids. Do you have a kid who's taking soccer their whole lives and you paid for them and now in high school they're like you know what mom this is too much for me Mm -hmm. i think i'm just gonna go to school is that okay can you be okay with that or Mm -hmm. are you gonna be like but we've been doing club soccer now for 10 years Mm -hmm. what was all this for can Mm -hmm. you can you stop that you know Mm -hmm. can you like take a breath there and be like get to a new place they're trying Mm -hmm. to find a balance here and it isn't that you you top them it isn't that you paid for all those club fees and went to all those tournaments so they would have to do high school soccer. Yep. You, that may have been your expectation. You know what I mean? So I think totally. it totally applies. It applies to every age, age. this yep. concept. And I think you rob your kids of their own autonomy and your relationship when you start doing that transactional. If, and l- instead of saying that was then, we did mm-hmm. that and it had its benefit and this is now and connection and balance mm-hmm. is what we're searching for because that's what we're searching for our entire lives. So exactly. that requires that we have to do that along the way as well. Yep, exactly. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and give some awesome, a couple more awesome tips.
0: Okay, so our second tip for being able to release that control, let go of your expectations, is take some time during your reflection time. So whatever that is for you, whether it's meditating, journaling, praying, um, combination of all 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 the things, (laughs) (laughs) for acceptance of your kids. So for obviously we're. We have, we do all those things for their well-being, but this is specifically for accepting them however they choose to be. So whether you're like a sports person and they're a drama person, whatever it is, you are supporting them in their wholeness just as them. So if you can get to that place, then you know that any, that doesn't mean you're, you're letting go of boundaries you have in your home or anything like that. But if you're seeing them as that whole person, then you can make all those decisions from a place of love and not a place of, like, fear or lack or anything like
1: Mm -hmm. that. And I can, like, almost hear the wheels of some (laughs) parents who might be listening. I know specifically parents of uh, adult children or teenagers You may think, yeah, this applies to little kids. Sure, Mm -hmm. pray for them. See them their little cherub selves during your prayer. Um, It's easy to see how Mm -hmm. lovable they are. But what about when my kid is doing stuff that I really disapprove of and I think is destroying their lives? Mm -hmm. But um, I believe that it totally still applies. Uh, What I found in my own prayers is that God has this ability. I think a lot of times in our prayers, we say things like, please help them to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. please help them to stop. Please help them to be able to see clearly. Please help them to stop self-sabotaging or what, any of those things. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad things to pray about. I think they're, they're great. But I have found personal power when I can have time in my prayer of, please help me to see them like you see them. hmm And please help me to have acceptance in my heart because I want to be able to, whatever action I take to help influence or to help guide or whatever, or to set whatever limitations I need to set, the maybe painful limitations to set. I want to do it from a space of unconditional love. Help me to have that. And I've actually had some really super powerful moments of, you can see, even when somebody's in a really dark place, you can see that value that's inside of them. Mm-hmm. And it just allows you to make your decisions. I'm not saying this is a, this is not a method of inaction. It's not a passive way. This doesn't mean you're like, Oh, that's fine. Myself, mm-hmm. my kid can self-destruct and I'm just going to hang out and feel love in my heart. Mm-hmm. That's not it. However, it's only when you can get that acceptance and unconditional love and in your heart that you can actually come at it from a space of a lot more inspired action. And the great thing about that, when you're coming at it from that space, your kid also isn't going to start doing things or going down those dark holes just to spite you. You know yep. what I mean? Cause you're not bringing any of that conflict with you into the situation. Exactly. So you're not bringing that. So they don't have anything to like freak out about with you. It's they have to focus on their own actions, exactly. which is a lot more difficult for them. They Anyway, but it's, it's good. So, I think I have found super, super, like so much power in prayer. And obviously my kids at their ages, they're still so small. It's, I love, there's been, so talking about people going into dark situations, that's, I've more experienced that with adults. Totally. (laughs) But I just wanted to include that because there's a lot of parents with adult children who have expressed to me how they feel and how it's a lot harder to get to that space for them. And then with little kids though, I mean, I've had beautiful moments of when you can see, so how I look at it as, and Shafali actually talks about this in her book, but that the hierarchy we have, it's like a false hierarchy that we think as parents that we are superior to our children. We mistake that we do have more because po- we do have more power. That's a mm-hmm. truth. We mm-hmm. actually have more power than our kids have. And it, it's and like more that. Knowledge and, and yeah, more knowledge, mm-hmm. more wisdom, more experience. We have all of those things. So of course... We use those things to keep our kids safe. We don't let our two-year-old be like, sure, just go drive the car. That's cool. Yeah, that's not how it is. So of course we have those things, but we mistake that. and, And because of that, we are able to keep our kids safe. We use that knowledge and we set limits to keep our kids safe. But we mistake that power that we have for superiority. We are not actually any better than our kids. Their needs and personalities aren't any less valuable than us. And I think sometimes when we turn things into power struggles... Where it's just like, a, I just want to enforce this, even though it doesn't even matter. I'm just doing this because I have control over you. And when when our kids are little, we can do that. And it's kind of tempting to do because totally, it's, you know, we have the control. You want to like use it. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, and I'm not talking, again, I'm not talking about limits here. I'm talking about like something that really doesn't matter. You're just reacting out of anger and you're just forcing them. When kids get older, you can't force them anymore. And then that's where... If your relationship is already hurt, and so you actually lose your influence as they get older, you're losing influence anyways as they get older, but you're really because you've been using control and um, like punitive punishments mm-hmm. because you can, <laughs> then as they get older, you just lose more and more because that relationship's not there. Mm-hmm. So um that to me is really liberating that concept of if we can let go of our superiority, And actually be able to see our kids as just as valuable, valuable at their core as us. And being able to take a little bit of time. And again, prayer and meditation is really helpful for this. Help me actually to see my kids' perspective. Mm -hmm. Because there's actually been times where even with my little kids, when I do that, I'll realize, oh, she's just feeling, she's actually just feeling unsafe about this situation. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's super, super helpful. So even with a two-year-old, part of respect is valuing that in their little two year old mind that they really wanted that green bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. difficult for us to even care, mm-hmm. but, and it doesn't mean we have to give them the green bowl if that's their kid, you know, their s- sister already has a green bowl.
2: Exactly. You don't
1: actually have to give in to that, but if you can just recognize, oh, that really mattered to them, yeah. I, that, just seeing that is super powerful. Just recognizing that that mattered to them. And they'll
0: feel that when you're not saying, oh my gosh, get over the bowl. Like, that's mm-hmm. so dumb. Mm-hmm. Y- they feel yeah. that. Yeah. You can still yeah.
1: set a safe limit around it. Yep. She has the bowl and we're going to yeah. stay there. But you can cry about it if you need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It Kids feel that how we look at them. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give a shout out to my own parents. I feel like this is actually the best. If I were to, if I had to like narrow it down to what I think my parents did, the very best, which is difficult because they were really great parents. So it'd hard, it's hard for me to narrow it down. But for me, the thing that I think actually was the most liberating for me is they I feel like allowed me. They were very um, again. They they set very healthy limits. I never felt out of control like they they had. We had you know rules that we abided by to keep ourselves safe. You know I always had curfews and anyway you know what I mean. So they they kept me safe with limits, but they were very liberal with age appropriate power they didn't have they didn't like try to keep in the power you know what i mean as i got older and could make my own decisions they were very like you have we trust you Mm -hmm. to make your own decisions and i felt like i mean i felt like when i was really young being like wow my parents think that i am really responsible Totally. and my parents believe that i can do anything i want to do in my life without this expectation that their love was conditional on me achieving things. I didn't feel that, but it was just like, I mean, I remember when I was 12, we went, you know, you go and you like meet with the counselor about what classes you're going to take. And my parents had great advice. And my mom was really big into like, I want you to have all the information. I mean, we'd go to like college campuses and she'd like have me talk to different, you know, if I showed an interest towards a career and she'd have me job shadow people. If I said I want to be a doctor, she'd like get me a job shadow with a doctor so that I could see. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like a pressure of like, you have to do this or else I'm not going to accept you. It was more just like, I want you to have all the information you can. Mm -hmm. And then I totally trust you to make a decision. I never felt any pressure to take Certain academic classes, or I mean, she let me know what college credits I could get from classes, but then it was just like a but, but you, you choose, choose. Mm-hmm. I trust you to just choose. Because the thing is, parents can't, she couldn't actually force me anyways, it probably just made me not want to do it. Resentful. But that's actually <clears throat> the thing I think my parents did the very most. They made me feel ownership for my own life. They're, so it didn't become a power struggle. They were but. there to support me, they were like scaffolds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is what we want to be as parents, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're that thing that helps our kids grow. We get the support. We give the support. We, we pave the pathway. Mm-hmm. But in the end, that scaffolding doesn't hold up the building, oh. right? It's yeah. th- they're supported as it's being built. Yeah. And the scaffolding pulls away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, so I actually totally. think that's the best thing that they did for me. They did not have that superiority. I felt very valued even as a, I mean, I remember the feeling I had as a toddler, in some conversations with my parents, how they valued how I felt. And
0: totally. I think it goes a long way. Kids feel it. I love that.
1: And along that line, I just need to, I just need to insert a disclaimer. This may be kind of silly, but speaking of education, on the last episode, I mentioned my trigger about education and expectation. There's a lot of expectations I'm willing to say, yes, 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 of course. Love unconditionally. <laughs> Let go of that expectation. But I didn't realize how much education was a trigger for me until... Um, Felicia, I'm going to say the word challenged me on it, but it wasn't like an actual conflict. She just <laughs> brought it. She literally just brought up education. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I can't let go of that expectation. And we all have. We all have these. certain things. Yeah. I just want to clarify that I know people in all areas of internal success, external success with all different levels of formal education. So in no way am I saying, this has been like bothering me all week. I'm like getting this <laughs> off my chest. I'm not saying it in any way that i Whatever amount of education, formal education, you choose for yourself or in your family, like I really don't see any more value. I totally have like a, for e- other people, like I admire so many people with all different levels. In fact, some people who have inspired me the most throughout history have very little formal education. So I just didn't realize it was a trigger for me. So I'm really just admitting that this is a weakness of mine, <laughs> that I personally, because I love academics and I have a proclivity towards them, of course it made sense for me, mm-hmm. And I just happened to love my experience. I just didn't realize it was such a trigger for me with my kids. When Felicia yeah. brought it up, I was like, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I can release that. With I don't expect that from anybody else. Of course, I can see the value of other people following their passions mm-hmm. that maybe not involving formal education. But then it was like, well, does that apply to your own kids? And it's like, oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold up. Pause. That doesn't <laughs> apply to them. <laughs> that only applies to all the other people in the world (laughs) who do wonderful things with their lives without (laughs) education. But my kids must fit this very rigid. And I didn't realize how rigid I was on it until Felicia brought it up with me. So I just wanted to clarify that. I just need to put out that as a disclaimer. I support any level of education. It's just a trigger of mine
0: that I have really just recognized. Literally the last two weeks, I didn't realize it was such a big deal for me. And that's why it's so cool if we all have this awareness I've recognized a lot of triggers, like my kids have to respect adults, or whatever your triggers are, just being aware of them, then you can get a better mind frame.
1: Mm-hmm. To- and you- talk about yeah and you can still teach her like i can exactly. still teach my kids to love education you can still teach your kids to be respectful of adults yeah but the holding the expectation of when they lose it or whatever mm-hmm. that then you're withdrawing your love and you're reacting with this yeah. huge triggered emotion that's more about you and less about them exactly
0: okay so our try this or not is to well to try to look at things from your kids perspective get at their level both in Um, times of conflict and not just normal life and then also reflect pray meditate all those things for acceptance of your kids as they are um, and get to that place of wholeness before you make decisions all right let's find the magic (laughs) Brown cows.